Good afternoon. Welcome to the Mel and Floyd Summer Replacement Show. I'm Mel. Floyd is on assignment, but with us as always, the man who knows everything, Mr. Shorty Pants. Howdy. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. What do a sh- can I do a shout out? Yeah, sure. I had a lovely experience at a local bookshop over on Monroe Street, and uh, I was asked by the the bookseller. She said, "Oh, are you in our book club?" And I was like, "Yes, I am." You know, that's one of those things where you get like a discount or something yeah. after a certain number of purchases. And so I told her my name, my alter ego. Sure. And uh, and then she looked at me. She said, "Are you Mr. Smarty Pants?" <laughs> <laughs> and she was so nice. Aww. She was so sweet. And she said, uh, "She said, you know, my husband and I were just talking about your show last week. You know, you and Mel's show last week." And uh, you were talking about something, and we, and I can't remember. And my husband got very excited. And I can't remember what it was. And I said, "Well, don't worry about it. We don't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll probably repeat it. <laughs> we'll probably repeat it. Yeah, exactly." <laughs> so shout out to you. I'm I'm sorry I didn't ask your name. You were so nice, person. Oh, very sweet. But if you are listening, uh, that's uh, thank you for. Thank you for making my my day a little brighter. Oh, very nice. Place, so no one ever recognizes me, I, I, but I'm out in the the suburbs in the country. Sure, so, you know, not quite there. I think it's when I laugh. Humans. See, when they they ask me that and then I laugh and then they all know it's me. So, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is I. Sorry. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> oh, guilty. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> uh. So we had an election this week. That was a yeah. little, little, you know, primary for the Supreme Court. That's it's a, a deal. Yeah, not a big deal. Just a little thing that you know happens. Oh, wait a minute, it was a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it was like international news. Yeah, I know. Here this we are in the meth lab of democracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really blown up in our faces too. <laughs> <laughs> Add some chili powder. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, it is sad. You said before the show, it's when 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 one election makes such a difference for it, something that used to be. I mean, not a not that big of a deal. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe in in some ways it's good that people are more attuned to you know this this branch of government. Yeah. And, but but still, it's kind of scary that statewide uh, elections are the only ones that the the Democratic Party can win because. You can't gerrymander the whole state. I, yeah. mean, I mean, they could try to slice off a piece and give it to Minnesota, but I don't, you know, I don't think we're quite into that yet. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Someone yeah. will come up with it. Yeah, they, for purposes of they, voting for governor, Supreme Court, you're now part of Illinois. <laughs> yeah, and then you know you'll get two things for sure. You'll get a Democratic governor and uh, that they'll end up in prison. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Good point. So it's it's kind of pointless to even vote. But. Well, there was another election this week that had, uh, I think, far, far-reaching far consequences. Yes. And I don't know if you heard about this. but uh, Just the one where Jar Jar Binks cast the deciding vote? No, this uh, is okay. the uh, the U.S. Championship Cheese Contest. Oh, I saw that. And it turns out we didn't win. We did not win. We did not win. <clears throat> yeah. The cheese that won it, it scored a 98.73. I got that great inflation. It comes from uh, Arethusa yeah, <laughs> Farm Dairy in Bantam, Connecticut. Yeah. But here's the sad part. They're from Wisconsin. The person who's the head cheesemaker, Eric Schmidt. Can you imagine anybody with a more Wisconsin name? 
Grew up in Greene County. Yeah. And uh, when contacted, he said, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my wow. Gosh. Oh, wow. I'm speechless. I'm so proud of our entire cheese team. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the cheese team. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> the cheese. Top cheeseologists are involved. <laughs> Wisconsin, of course, did take the next two spots. Yeah. Second runner-up. We took the most gold medals. We did. Yeah, that's right. We did. Second runner-up was a medium cheddar made by Dylan Silla for Associated Milk Producers in Blair. And it got, again, with all this great inflation, 98.55. That was the second runner-up. And the first runner-up was Vintage Coppola American Original Cheese, Mm. which is made by Door Artisan Cheese Company up up there in Old Egg Harbor. Sure. And uh, it got a 98.61. So uh, that was a, a hard, raw milk cheese. So are we going to dispute the selection? Are we going to send some some of our own cheese electors, some cheese well curds up there? Or following something? the lead of Marjorie Solient Green, I, I'm, thinking, I'm not sure Connecticut is part of the real America. <laughs> I look askance at their cheese-making abilities. My feeling is that when a Wisconsinite moves to another state and makes cheese, they should have a five-year uh, sort of right. window before right. they're actually part of that cheese-making structure. Yeah. That's yeah. my uh, yeah. Marjorie and I agree on that. Have apparently. one of those non-compete <laughs> agreements. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I don't know. The, the committee was the committee was biased, though. That was, of course, the Ways and Means Committee. <laughs> the bell isn't loud Sorry. enough. Uh, Got to get the bell and make the microphone. Here we Sorry. go. There you go. That was good. That was a, that was a good dad joke. <laughs> you know, I hadn't heard of dad jokes until about a year ago. And, yeah. was, and it was kind of deflating. It's like, oh, I used to think I was funny. Now I'm just a, a Well, that's the, whole, that's the whole point. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, it was... It was Gen Z that made up da- the dad joke <laughs> meme. I mean, I don't hear his stupid jokes anymore. Dad. <laughs> Melvina and I went to the, the local grocery store. We got a got a new grocery store. Right oh, there. do you? Bill's closed down. Bill's the the, the independent store. It, okay. And it had getting a little. It had gotten a little rundown and a little so little ratty. So it, so it was it was time. Yeah. For, you know. So so High V moved in. Oh dear. And uh, and Melvina was very excited about that. Oh, she loves High V. Well, they they. They cleaned the place for one thing, which was, which was a good idea. I'm not sure. Not why. with fewer rats. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they used to have the rats working in the deli. They were cute. They had little hats on, but uh, <laughs> well, they knew the product. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, so anyway, so so Melvina was getting some stuff from the deli, and and I was being my usual jovial self. Just, yes, just that's kind of, you. Just kind of bringing sunshine. Yeah. To, to everybody. Everywhere you go, yeah, yeah and like, like, like bantering with with the the help behind the counter, yeah, and and we got out of there, and she goes, "You were really giving that guy crap." <laughs> I said, "No, no, I was I was bantering with him. I was I was the bringer of light, bringer of joy to his life." <laughs> she goes, "No, you were just giving him crap." <laughs> so there was a there was a little 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 disconnect there on on uh, on how I communicate with people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the the lovable scamp who would come in and, and uh, brighten up his day. Yeah. <laughs> now you're the sadistic old dude. It just wants to give everybody make everybody go through their paces. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a pound. <laughs> yeah. That's ninety eight point nine eight. <laughs>
I tend not to do stuff like that, but I do remember impressing a friend of mine many years ago. We went to see a movie, and I don't know why I was in a goofy mood or something, and I came up... I came up to the counter and I said, do you have liver and onions on a stick? <laughs> and the guy thought that was the funniest thing that he'd ever had, ever heard. And he goes, no, you know, we for some reason we don't have that. <laughs> I said, okay, well, I'll just take these Twizzlers and an in, in, industrial-sized orange, I said. $87. And then afterwards, my friend said, said, you know, you brought joy into that man's life. <laughs> see, he, see, she gets it. You're the yeah, giver yeah. of joy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's a kind of a low. It's a kind of a low level. Yeah. job got, anyway. I mean, you got to have know. the right person. Though, yeah, the right yeah. receiver. Yeah, there, yeah, so. exactly. I was at a baseball game one time, and the the the, the Pepsi guy went by the vendor, and he yeah. went, Pepsi ice cold Pepsi, and then this friend of mine said, "Do you have any cream soda?" And the guy looked at him, like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" <laughs> oh boy. Uh, hey, NASA needs you. You, 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 if you're a ham radio person. And oh, uh, all right. Well, that lets out like 99.9% of the population. But about half of our audience. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very targeted message here. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Floyd's a ham radio nut. Is he? Oh, my God. I should have known <laughs> you that. You should have known that. Yes. So NASA's recruiting. Um, the latest call is for help from ham radio oper- operators. They want you to make and report radio contacts during the... The next couple of years, uh, the North American eclipses. Oh yes, and uh, so they're looking for for people who do the the ham stuff. We and plan the, to be in beautiful Carbondale. For sign that. up for that. <laughs> and uh, I, I sent that to Floyd, saying that NASA needs you. And he said, "I already saw that. I'm signed up." <laughs> <laughs> Ready to go. Yeah, but uh, see, I don't do that. I, but I am on Mars, though. My my name is on Mars with uh, really? one of the rovers. Before, yeah. before they did, before they sent one—I forget which one—but uh, you could sign up and get your name uh, on a little chip. Oh, that the, that they would include on the rover. So oh. you know, there's like a half a million people or something. That's and, interesting. And so I'm, I'm, my name is on Mars. Yeah. zipping around on one of the rovers. So. I love those rovers because you can love them, and you yeah. don't have to worry about them. Like, I mean, they're robots, right? So yeah. you know, there's no worry they're gonna betray you or anything you know? <laughs> oh, no, they turn bad they turn ugly Do they turn bad okay yeah they'll okay. find some you know so. my, my room but this is true the other day i've got a Roomba, like an a robot vacuum cleaner oh yeah and uh and i i heard it heard some commotion when it was running the other day and i went out in the, the living room and it had knocked over the broom Oh yeah, I had the broom like against you know leaning yeah. against the wall. Or something. They got in a fight. Over it. <laughs> I can just see that too. It's like ah, you're obsolete, old man. Get out of the way. And the, and the broom going. I've been sweeping floors for five thousand years. <laughs> you're a flash in the pan. <laughs> and then later, the Roomba told me to pick up my damn legs, you know? <laughs> meat bag. You know? So, so they're getting they're getting more feisty. So, but the rovers are far enough away. I don't think they're a problem. Last summer, there was I was at a coffee shop up on the Capitol uh, Square, and uh, there was a Roomba, and there was a gentleman who came in with his dog. It was a it was an adorable uh, French bulldog. Name, it turned out named Mercury. We found this out because he had to instruct Mercury to leave the Roomba alone because he was crazy. Well, he was going nuts. Yeah, he barked at that thing, and and the, the dog just the Roomba came at it, and it. I don't know what the dog thought it was. I mean, it was having a hard time, yeah. you know, putting it into a conceptual category, right? right, right? right. But it just went nuts, and it was barking at that thing, and it had this like stance. 
Because they have, you know, like, like you know, you, you ye shall not pass, you know, sort of thing. And it's just barking the hell out of this, this Roomba. And then what was so funny, and everybody in the place just started laughing. Because, of course, we're all riveted. You sure. Know, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and as the Roomba, you know, it finishes that section. It turns around goes the other direction. And I swear to goodness, the dog was smug. It had this smug look on its face, like, mm-hmm. You know, like, it got a little sassy because oh, it had gotten the Roomba to go in the opposite direction. So. <laughs> and I think everybody in the, everybody in that place just like burst out laughing oh, because funny. the dog so, was so so uppity after that. Our, our cat thinks the Roomba is the, the world's greatest cat toy. Oh yeah, she just chases it around, <laughs> knocks it over. She pulls off the little blades, the little their little plastic brushes on there, and she'll pull those off and throw them around. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, I wanted to get back to the court race. I yes. don't know if you've heard about this, but uh, you know, with the, of course, with the uh, Supreme Court, uh, you know, election, uh, primary election, and then also with our own Madison uh, mayoral election primary, thirty-two uh, percent of the voting age population cast a ballot this last week. This is according to results from the Dane County Clerk's Office. How many? 32 percent, wow. and and a county as a whole, it was thirty-one percent. So very very close. In all, 142,660 people voted on Tuesday, and this is a this is really good. Uh, back in 2015, uh, there was a, on a primary election only 20 percent of registered voters cast a ballot in uh, Dane County, and in uh, uh, let's see, statewide, nearly 21 percent of voting age population turned out to vote. So it's about 10 percent, or you know, it was the the. Uh, it's, Ten, it's not 10% lower, but it's the increment of 10 from mm, what sure, we had. Sure. Um, and again, that even that exceeds uh, the primaries for 2020 and 2018. Um, Janet uh, Protasewicz won 68% of the vote in Dane County. That was a shocker. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Justice Dan Kelly, he won 9% of the vote. <laughs> One thing that you uh, should be bracing yourself for, because of course it's only going to kick into high gear, is there's a lot of out of out of state spending uh, that came into this primary, and of course there's going to be more coming up. Uh, Sixteen groups supporting and attacking candidates have spent five point six three million dollars so far in this cycle, and that uh, that beats the previous five million dollar outside spending record, which was uh, in the 2020 Wisconsin Supreme Court race. Um, not surprisingly, the biggest uh, spender was a group called Fair Courts. America. It's a group founded by uh, Illinois billionaire, uh, what is his name, uh, Richard Uline. And uh, this is a really good reason not to have billionaires. Because <laughs> they can just spend lots and lots and lots of money to sure. get what they want. Uh, or they can buy Twitter and destroy it. Yeah, there you go. There's always there. that. <laughs> uh, but uh, close second was uh, Better Wisconsin Together Political Fund, which uh, spent $2 million to oppose uh, the losing conservative candidate. Uh, Jennifer Darrow, and uh, so uh, I, that spending is sounds like it might be um, what you call strategic, right? Because uh, Kelly mm-hmm. looks like he's probably going to yeah. be uh, probably would be a weaker candidate, I think, by most objective criteria. Other things, Wisconsin, you probably saw that uh, former Governor Tony Earle passed away yeah. at the age of 86, and you know I have a friend who's now unfortunately deceased who was uh, got her. Got her start in politics by working in the in the Earl administration, and uh, he's of course remembered very uh, 
very fondly by people who worked with him. And there's a quote uh, from uh, Governor Evers, uh, who described the, the former governor as a formidable leader and public servant, trusted colleague and mentor, and a good and loyal friend. So... So I'm described as a progressive in one of the stories. I'm not sure. I never thought of him as that way, but maybe, maybe it's been a while. I don't Tony know. Tony Earl. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, 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 w- it wouldn't have been a standout thing back then, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got the, the red you got, shift going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Nixon looks like a progressive compared to the things they're doing nowadays. I, suppose. <laughs> I don't think at the time he was thought of as a progressive. As far as I know, I don't yeah. remember very well. I mean. That's about when I moved to Wisconsin. Oh, was it? Yeah, so. yeah. It was one of the few inaugurations I actually went to. I really? Went to his inauguration in 83, yeah. And uh, the mic system wasn't working, and so they, uh, <laughs> the band was playing uh, the, the Budweiser theme, except they were going, you know, Wisconsin, you right, said it sure. all, right? Yeah. I think they played it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that scene from Clockwork Orange, you know? <laughs> no! <laughs> One more time. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> uh, okay, in case you're sleeping too well lately, I've got something more to worry about here. No, no problems there, Mel. <laughs> Hybrid super pigs running wild in Canada. They're now making their way to the U.S. All right. Hybrid super pigs. Yeah, we already elected one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cross between a domestic pig and a wild boar. And they're out of control in Canada. Really? And it's make the, they're making their way to the U.S. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, a decline in demand about 20 years Them ago. Them and those, those killer bees. Yeah, yeah, are they yeah. still on their way? And, yeah. <laughs> the murder hornets. Murder hornets. Don't <laughs> forget them. Yeah. Uh, farmers released their hybrid pigs into the wild about 20 years ago because nobody was too interested in like eating them. So they originally crossbred to aid farmed pigs in growing larger and tolerating the cold temperatures of Canada. <laughs> now that the super pigs are, are moving yeah. south. <laughs> A little S on their chest, <laughs> and it's it's tough when they go into their 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 hidden secret identity when they put the glasses on. Oh yeah, you can't find them. Yeah, so like but uh, they're they're moving south, mostly towards Montana, Minnesota, uh, North Dakota, and Michigan. They're 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 staying out of Wisconsin, but uh, that's because we built the the, the anti pig wall during the, during the <laughs> yeah. Walker years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> he was he was out in front of the yeah, hybrid oh, pig yeah. issue. Talk about it, progressive. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's it's difficult to get rid of them, according to a project researcher of the the Canadian Wild Pig Research Project, yeah. the University of Saskatchewan. There's such so. a thing as too much good eating. <laughs> <laughs> they thrive in the cold because of the hardiness. <laughs> Someone didn't think this through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> And they eat anything. Yeah. Well, that's a pig. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Right? That's where we get the term. Yeah, that's, they can, where you, that's your pig there. They can kill a white-tailed deer. And really? Oh, in, my. In the spring, they devour countless number of uh, goslings and uh, and ducks. And oh. uh, not Ryan Gosling, but... Uh, yeah, so, right. But... Uh, they thought originally they thought they could hunt them to keep them under control, but uh, these pigs are, are a wily bunch. I knew you were going to say wily. They've <laughs> mastered the art of thwarting recreational hunters. It says here, yeah. occasionally turning nocturnal to avert the hunt. Wow, pigs are very bright. They are. They're smart. Yep. So, yep. so look out for the the hybrid 
super pigs running wild through uh, the, the northern states. Yes. I think I should just accept our new pig masters. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, pigs. <laughs> I've been with you all along. <laughs> It's just your classic horror movie where they <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they breed the pigs yeah, and then yeah, they get yeah. to, oh let's get I don't they're not worth anything let's get rid of them we'll pesky let, pig scientists I blame them we'll let them go and you know yeah just think every advance in technology is always a horror for somebody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> build a better pig and then what happens <laughs> well, I like the stories that you know Pablo Escobar the yeah. the drug guy from what the eighties or 90s? yeah yeah I mean a long time ago he he he. Got had a menagerie. He loved having all kinds oh, okay. of exotic animals, and then uh, then those got loose yeah. in Colombia. And some of them, I mean, they're like reproducing and stuff. Sure, and so, it's I mean, like Jurassic Park. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they still like find a giraffe once in a while, or a, <laughs> a rhino that you know more you know they could trace back to Pablo yeah. Escobar. Wow, <laughs> I guess if you're going to be a like filthy rich drug lord, oh you yeah, something with that money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Please the kitty witties. Yeah. <laughs> Come to my zoo. <laughs> hey, speaking of zoo, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, uh, the uh, next Proud Boy was giving testimony this week. No. Uh, yeah, he was talking about what happened on the uh, the you know uh, famous January sixth. Uh, I think it was a tourist trip, if I remember right. Tourist visit to the to the U.S. Capitol, according to some. Um, but uh, he was uh, giving uh, giving testimony in a trial. It's a it's a conspiracy, seditious conspiracy trial of uh, five of the, of the Proud Boys. It's in federal district court in Washington D.C., our nation's capital. And uh, this particular gentleman is a guy by the name of Jer- Jeremy Bertino. and uh, he was he was he, he gave a little bit of a drama to the whole thing because he uh, he got up there and he. Uh, he kind of pretty much admitted that, uh, yeah, we were we were trying to create a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> he said that the, the Proud Boys they wanted a, it's a group of five now that they're on this trial together. Uh, they said they, that uh, they really were uh, excited. They thought they were going to overrun the Capitol and and uh, track down Speaker Nancy Pelosi and sure, uh, well, yeah, obviously their whole idea. I mean, I don't know what. Tucker's going to say about this when he creates his Frankenstein, you know, style uh, uh, account of the whole thing. Now that that McCarthy's cravenly turned over all this data to him, but uh, at least according to one of the people that was a direct participant, uh, that uh, we're gonna we they they thought they were gonna make it happen. They were very proud of themselves, and um, they said that. Uh, he apparently he's now he's uh, apparently. There's, What's happened is, as as he's seen the re, uh, the results of some of the things that he said, he's trying to say that he d- he didn't say those things. So he's I'm trying to take it back now. But, sure. But um, I didn't say that. You said that. Yeah, you said that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, he said we were, we were trying to have a revolution. Of it's course like, they well, were. Duh, that's. Yeah. I know. mean, that was the point. I mean, they 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 attacked the Capitol on the day they were going to certify yeah. the election. It, it's a putsch. It, it had been planned for yep. you know weeks ahead of time. They yeah. had been. Uh, they were all. Fired up about it. It was, it was organized. They're not here to shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm white. <laughs> a famous man once said. <laughs> that's, that's reportedly what Trump said when he, when people say, well, we can't let all these people in because they're all armed. Oh, right, yeah. And his yeah. response, according to one of his aides at any rate, was, you know, he said, well, they're not here to shoot me. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he, he knew. I mean, 
Ivanka tweeted out uh, support for them that when it was when it was going on, she called them patriots. And then when yeah. she started getting crap about it, she deleted the tweet right away. But uh, Jared made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> Slender man. <laughs> uh, so there's a. Uh, uh, Trump. I don't know if you know this, but President, former President Donald Jessica Trump, has been using uh, his his money that he got for his political action committee, about ten million dollars thus far, to pay his own legal fees. Sure. And uh, money that went to Mr. Trump's legal fees are part of more than sixteen million dollars that uh, he raised for something called Save America. <laughs> <laughs> Save my ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, I am America, so uh, that's true. Yeah. But. Um, so some of the this money appears to have been, for, of course, for lawyers representing witnesses and in investigations. But the majority of it went to uh, firms directly representing Mr. Trump in a string of investigations and lawsuits. And uh, apparently the uh, the people who are in charge now, the Federal Elections Commission, are not happy about this. They're saying he's going to have to stop doing that. He, or, uh, or he'll get a strongly worded letter. He, he, yes, he definitely <laughs> will. And, uh, and, of course, that that'll be in the... Uh, in the courts for years to come. <laughs> <laughs> Run out the clock. That's the plan. I, I mean, really, I mean, that's, I think that's, uh, that's his economic growth plan, right? Is yeah. to employ every lawyer in the United States. Well, that's, at some that's, point. That, that's actually the, 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 the shocking part of that story is that lawyers were getting paid for working for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> How did that happen? Somebody slipped up. Hey. <laughs> I guess if it's campaign money, it's it's, it's like my money. funny money. Yeah, it's yeah. not like, you know, he can't invest it or do anything else yeah, with it. So. So. I, I, don't, I don't read too much about him anymore. I try to... Who? That guy. Oh, that guy. And yeah. uh, but once in a while, and and I saw a story this week that he was he was in Ohio trying to make make political hay out of the the train derailment. Oh, sure. You know yeah. because you know the Biden administration they don't care didn't you, stop right. it or yeah, something. Yeah. 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 And uh, and uh, he he went into a McDonald's, and he was bragging to the the McDonald's staff that he knew the menu better than they did. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that sad? <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Seriously. It's no, like, it's it like, is. Oh. What is his deal? <laughs> He's got to be the smartest one in the room all the wow, time. Like, wow. They were amazed at how much I knew about that menu. You yeah, know? people are saying. People are he like, knows everything about that menu. This man was in tears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sir, sir, you know that menu so well. Oh, God. <laughs> And then, then in the story that that I read, they mentioned that uh, I think it was in I think it might have been in Kushner's book, Kushner's book, oh, okay. that uh, that Trump's favorite meal was like a Big Mac, uh, fries, and uh, and a and a shake, a, yeah. a vanilla shake or something. Yeah. And uh, and the person who wrote the article, or it was something online. They, they figured out the calories in that. It was like sixteen hundred calories. I saw that. I saw that documentary that supersized yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. Well, Morgan, that was, Morgan Spurlock. They actually gave him the benefit of the doubt. They said, "Well, that's if it's a small fry." And it's like there's no way. He's getting a small. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he's getting like two thousand calories on a he's meal. A, from he's that. not a small fry kind of guy. No, <laughs> small. <laughs> It does make his hands look bigger, though. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, <laughs> uh, here's a story out of Arizona. This yes. is going to be my last story related to the the, the recent election. Okay, but uh, so uh, Mark Brnovich, he was the Republican who served as the Attorney General of Arizona until January. Apparently, according to documents that were released just this week by his successor, who is, by the way, a Democrat, a person by the name of Chris Mays, uh, Mr. Brnovich. 
buried the findings of a 10,000-hour review by his office that found no evidence of widespread voter fraud in the 2020 election. So he, he actually went to the trouble. I mean, I'll give him that. He went to the trouble of actually seeing whether there had been a problem with the election. And when they pretty much said, no, there's absolutely no problem, and they spent a fair amount of money to figure this out. I mean, when you think about 10,000-plus hours spent investigating every conspiracy theory under the sun uh, and coming up empty, um, I mean, that at least they did it, right? At least they did it. But that, but he, he hid this, basically. He kept it, uh, he kept it uh, hidden from everybody because uh, it would uh, undermine any claims he was making about the spuriousness of the election. So his, it took his successor to basically, huh, I wonder what's in this safe <laughs> kind of thing to find out that he knew all along, just yeah. like, you know, just like the Fox people. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing that's really galling, right? If they actually thought any of that stuff, I don't know, I mean, what's worse, but I mean, if you th- if they thought any of that stuff was true, mm-hmm. you could say, oh, well, they just have a different opinion. It's like, no, they, it's just a ruse. It's yeah. a strategy. And the people that buy it well, are it's rubes, a scam. You know? it's, yeah. it's a way to make money. I mean, yeah. it's a, Well, a way to make money, but it's also a way to undermine an election. Yeah. You know, I mean, just basically say, Oh, it must be. They, there was some. We know that there's some kind of you know fraud involved. Well, but you know it actually. You have you proof positive yeah. that you, that it doesn't. Yeah. There isn't any. Hey, you're listening to the Mel and Floyd Show here on WORT eighty nine point nine on the FM. You might be listening on the internet at wortfm.org. You could be listening in the future because we put this show and all of our shows up on the archives page, and you can download and listen whenever you want. And uh, also listen via podcast thanks to our pal mindless minion d cubed who does the file management then you can listen through spotify itunes or wherever i get mine at the little roadside stand <laughs> pick up an ear a corner two and a podcast and your podcast yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i got some nice murder ones here <laughs> got some political ones and like, excellent got any melon floyd no who <laughs> <laughs> Got some beats. <laughs> beats. We're kind of the beats of the, the podcast. Yeah, that's, that with, that's with two E's, everybody, in case you're confused. <laughs> it's not like we're Jack Kerouac or anything. Oh, no, not that. So. All right, we're going to take a brief break, play some announcements, and then come back with... You got I'm, I'm taking bets on uh, when the U.S. is going to default on its debt. Oh, okay. And uh, and I'm, I'm looking at uh, maybe maybe farming out this show to a, to a chat bot. <laughs> so... <laughs> And we're back. Well, speaking of voting, well, um, democracy is kind of on life support in Wisconsin. It's very healthy in the snowplow voting era. What do you mean? Voting for the names for snowplows. Ah, okay. That's, well, that's, that's, that's become a thing now. People have to it's, people have to be interested in the topic. <laughs> yeah. So people are, people have uh, Wisconsin, people have spoken in Wisconsin in Madison. Okay. The Madison Street and Engineering Division has announced the names of the winners of the Wisconsin Saltwise Snowplow Naming Contest. All right. The people have spoken and they've chosen with the names of Saltimus Prime, <laughs> Snowby One Kenobi, <laughs> Seymour Pavement, <laughs> and Dolly Plowton. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, some of the other ones, some of the non-winners, but uh, but some of the runners-up. Uh, let's see. Barbara Salters and Sweet Carol Brine. <laughs> 
In the race for the bike path plow, Snowby won Kenobi won in a landslide. Oh, yeah. Over 1,000 votes with the runner-up, Austin Plow. Because he used his Jedi mind powers. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Uh, some other ones uh, were Kung Plow Chicken, <laughs> Snowsferatu. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like one you'd come up with. I know. That's, like, why, that's why I'm pretty laughing. Pretty good, yeah. Pretty good. Blizzo. <laughs> <laughs> Blizzo. <laughs> Albert Brinstein. <laughs> oh, what I else? like Blizzo. That's I, pretty good. I do like that's Blizzo. That's like their biggest plow. You that should have won. So. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, and uh, a me to introduce myself. <laughs> that's too much. And the master of brine arts. <laughs> So congratulations to all the winners. You're here. And, uh, Excellent. So. so were any of those div- uh, created by a chat bot? That's not a, that I think. Well, it could be. I don't yeah, know. That's a good question. Yeah, so. There's that. There was an article this week in the New York Times. So many people are thinking, you know, after this, uh, these, these these recent conversations have been publicized. <laughs> With the killer cat chat <laughs> yeah. they, well, are they? They they're so random. You know, we're all randos, right? We're so they're so random and 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 dark. It must be that they're live, and so a lot of people are like, you know, it's it's sentient. It's it's thinking. You know, it's just like a sci-fi movie. And they're saying, no, it's not. No, please, just you know, it's just looking at message chill boards. Out. Right yeah, it's uh, they and and uh, they get everything they know from the internet, and then they create basically. It's it's a, a neural net, you know, is is basically it's like a mathematical system that lets the thing augment its skills. So it's machine learning, and it's creating sort of algorithms for how to respond to questions based on the input that it has again from the entire internet. And one of the things that's fascinating about this is, <laughs> unlike a, you know, a, I don't know, an android or a computer from sci-fi or something. These guys actually get things wrong because, oh, of yeah, course, they're yeah. they're drawing inf- misinformation and garbage right. from from the web, which is where they go dark right away, too, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like you know, uh, st- that stalkery personality that that one had that was talking to the New York Times reporter, right, right. and I mean, you can imagine them going down the you know the 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 violence hole with you know just kind of like you know ask them questions about their dark side mm-hmm. and they start you know fantasizing about killing their bosses and things <laughs> like that you know, i mean it's like that's not that's not like robot stuff that's just like that's stuff they've stuff. yeah they've mimicked from the internet so <laughs> so look in the mirror people this is why these things are acting like this <laughs> well i looked at uh, i went to a chat gpt this morning sure and i was feeling a little lazy so, you know, I hadn't quite prepared for the show yet, and so, so I typed in, "What would be funny? To, what would be funny to talk about on the radio today?" And the chatbot says, "As an AI language model, I don't have access to current events or news beyond my knowledge cutoff date of 2021, and I don't have the ability to assess what might be considered funny by a particular audience or in a particular context." That's a laugh riot right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> However, here are some general ideas that might be amusing to discuss on the radio. So okay. Let's, let's get some stuff here. So. All right. All right. It's willing to try. Share some funny and interesting trivia about random things, like the history of the rubber duck or how, or how the QWERTY keyboard layout was developed. <laughs> are you writing these down? That's, that's of infinite fascination. This, this, to could, a, this to could give us weeks machine. of programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Discuss funny memes or viral videos that All are right. currently trending. Okay. But we have to determine what is funny. It's not helping us with that. Have a segment where you invite listeners to call in and, and share their funniest or most embarrassing moments. Yeah, we've had that. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> They're all too high. They're too high. <laughs> Play a game with listeners like Two Truths and a Lie or Name That Tune, but with funny twists or challenges. Yeah, they're making us do all the work here. Come yeah. on, machine. Have a comedian or humor, humorous guest on the show to discuss current events or pop culture in a funny and lighthearted way. <laughs> <laughs> so get somebody funny on this show. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a switch. For a change. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Thanks, robot. <laughs> <laughs> we hear that every week. <laughs> yeah, right. Nag, nag, nag. Get somebody funny on that show. <laughs> Remember what is considered funny can be subjective, so it's important to know oh, your... Oh, thanks. I love how it lectures the human about subjectivity. <laughs> Get off your high horse. <laughs> Get back and vacuum my floor. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so it's important to know your audience and tailor your content to their interests yeah, and sense yeah. of humor. This is like buy low, sell high. It's like, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, and when is it low and when is it high? I mean... <laughs> I, too general. Much I, too general. I actually, I actually got. I, I, I ended up on some mailing list for investments or something, and I actually got like some advice one one week saying the secret is to buy buy low and sell high. It's like thanks. Uh, I think the secret. I think what is it? One of those things. There was a. Who's that woman that thought that if you wrote things down five times, the universe would would do what you want or something? <laughs> always, oh, all, right, yeah. There yeah. are these crazy things like that. It's like, yeah, okay, I guess. But what is low and what is high? So when do you think, by the way, hey, ask the chat bot this. When does it think that the U.S. is going to default on its, on its debts? Oh, I'll see what I can do here. Yeah, because uh, there's a projection from the Bipartisan Policy Center. It's the latest estimate of when we're going to run out of cash. And uh, they're saying it's going to happen sometime uh, this summer or early fall. And uh, this is uh, talking about uh, military salaries, Social Security benefits, all this other stuff. Um, it's going to hit its uh, – it hit its 31.4 the U.S. did hit its $31.4 trillion borrowing cap on January 19th. So the question is now uh, we're – you know, we keep uh, – you know, keep looking through the federal couch to see if we can find some more change, but apparently we're running low on that. So, the the day that the uh, U.S. runs out of ca- cash is known as the X date, and it uh, it depends a lot on how much the Treasury Department collects in. That's rep- the date tax. your ex calls you and says, "Where's my check?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> No, it's uh, the the that was a dad joke. Yeah, it, it definitely was, yeah. and it, there was a lot of dad in that one, uh, a, lot, a lot of deadbeat dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a branch of dad. Jokes. A branch of dad. <laughs> uh, so there's a possibility that the cash balance or the X date. Uh, we'll come in early to mid June, depending on what the basically what the tax revenues look like. So I'm 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 betting on this. I'm thinking this sounds pretty good. I don't think the tax revenue is going to look that good because, God forbid, we actually tax people in this country <laughs> that have any money. So I'm I'm thinking mid June sounds about right. What does uh, what does uh, oh it's our, just a bunch of generalities as an AI language model. I cannot predict the future. Blah blah blah. We'll try. Uh, in the past, there have been instances where the government has come close to reaching the debt ceiling. Uh, Snore. But it's never defaulted. So, 
What's the good of having something? The like U.S. debt is a complex issue affected by a variety of economic. This sounds like some somebody writing a paper where they didn't <laughs> do the homework. You know? <laughs> it was a very take a stand machine. It was a very interesting book with lots of action and yeah. interesting characters yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and, and, a, and a pirate on the cover. Pirate on the cover and parrot on his shoulder. Lots of action and uh, and there was more excitement. And, yeah, uh, right. and a happy ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God. what else we got going on here parts of uh southern california under are under their first blizzard warning since 1989 cool the winter storm that started rolling into the the state uh, yesterday will start to intensify today and uh the mountains are expected to experience powerful winds of 60 to 75 miles an hour wow Winter storm warnings in effect for coastal Ventura County mountains and L.A. County mountains uh, from today today through Saturday. You know, I think that, that now that sounds like a reversal of the natural order of things, right? So I think this fits right in with my next story. And I've heard about this. Uh, Supreme Court rules in favor of death row inmate. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I thought, too. The vote was five to four. And it was a ruling that came this Wednesday in the case of an inmate in Arizona who was sentenced to death by a jury, but they were not told, the jury was not told, that the option could be a life sentence without mm. parole. And so they basically thought that was the only option. And so the vote was five to four. The most amazing thing about this, I guess, really for me is that four people thought that was fair. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those those. <laughs> I mean, there's some crazy ones on that court. Oh, you see stuff all the time where, yeah. they, I mean, they'll they'll find evidence totally exonerating somebody, yeah. and they won't give them a new yeah. trial. I mean, so the the chief justice, along with Brett Kavanaugh, joined the uh, the court's three quote unquote liberal members, uh, justices uh, Sotomayor, Kagan, and Brown Jackson, to form a majority. The ruling will allow the inmate, his name is John Montenegro Cruz, to press his argument in state court that he's entitled to a new sentencing hearing. There's no question of his guilt. It's a question of what's an appropriate sentence. So he's going to press for a new sentencing hearing at which jurors will be informed that any life sentence in the state of Arizona that he's going to get for this uh, would not include the possibility of parole. Mr. Cruz was convicted in uh, the 2003 murder of Patrick Hardesty, who was a uh, Tucson police officer. And uh, his trial was in 2005. So this, is, this has been a while now. Yeah. And uh, his lawyers tried to inform the jury that he would not be eligible for parole. But uh, the trial judge refused to tell the fa- this fact to the jury. So there you go. Wow. That's, that's, that's between life and death. But it, fortunately, it's, he's, you know, he's not been killed yet. So at least he has that option for a reconsidered sentence. Mm-hmm. I was reading about a guy in... Uh Florida, who's who's uh, being executed, and his his last words were just a, a tirade against uh, Ron DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Well, I killed people, but Ron DeSantis has killed more people than I have, yeah, or will, <laughs> or will with his yeah, policies." Yeah. Wow! <laughs> and then he then he and then he finished it off with a with an obscene offer to Ron DeSantis <laughs> or suggestion. Let's put it that way. That I won't repeat. Oh the, man. The, I hope I go out that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm digging Ron DeSantis with me. <laughs> uh, the National Advertising Division, which is part of the Better Business Bureau, 
uh, has said that uh, Molson Coors should not be comparing their competitors' beer to water. They sided with Anheuser-Busch, which challenged a 2022 ad for Miller Lite that uses the phrase, light beer shouldn't taste like water, it should taste like beer. Yeah. The agency said that Miller Coors should discontinue the ad because it is not puffery for a, or a mere opinion. And they need to change it to filthy water. <laughs> <laughs> that would be more accurate. <laughs> they said Molson Coors did not submit evidence supporting the claim that any other light beer tastes like water. Uh, in response, Anheuser-Busch said it appreciates the decision. Record number of guns uh, have been picked up at our nation's airports, as according to the Transportation Security Administration. Uh, according to their uh, their count, uh, 6,542 6, guns have been intercepted in the last year at airport checkpoints across the country. This is roughly 18 guns per day, and it's an all-time high for guns intercepted at airports. Now, we're not talking about Stuff that's been checked. We're talking about people bringing it on <laughs> in their luggage. Wow. With the exception of pandemic disrupted 2020, the number of weapons intercepted at airport checkpoints has climbed every year since 2010. So um, they don't. They, people don't think that this is. Uh, you know, it's just, they're all hijackers. They're just people that carry guns with yeah, them everywhere they go. In case you go to Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> yeah. you got to be protected. Exactly. So guns have been intercepted. It's not just in the you know the normal places. They've been intercepted at you know Calif- Burbank, California, Bangor, oh, Maine. Sure. I mean yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But of course the the top ten list includes, as you might imagine, Dallas, Austin, <laughs> Houston, <laughs> Nashville, Atlanta, Denver, and then three airports in Florida. It doesn't make any difference which one. They're just it's Florida. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people say I forgot. But yeah. you know that that is that worries me. You forgot you had a gun oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, with you. Yeah. Oh, it's just so common. Yeah. I just carry it everywhere I go. You know, it's just like whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an they accessory. Usually, uh, they usually exactly. They usually see it in an X-ray machine, yeah. and then they stop the belt and and look and see. Yeah. And uh, according to local state and local laws, do differ. Uh, you can put an unloaded bag and uh, unloaded gun and check bags, and there's no problem. But mm-hmm. uh, apparently, people want to keep that baby with them at all sure, times. Sure. I usually do that with like a paperback novel or something. You know, yeah. I, I can see you know your most precious possession. You can throw that at a at a hijacker. Then, so. <laughs> yeah, some of the novels I read. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> We are reading War and Peace. So. Yes, I know, and I'm still not done. Can you believe <laughs> I didn't it? Think so. The closer I get to the end, the law it's that Zeno's paradox. Yeah. I, I, the problem is he's got a lot of stuff. I, I love the, all this fictional part. The part that I don't like is he's constantly lecturing you about theories about history and so mm-hmm. on. And I'm like, you know, he really needed a good editor. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> you know, that they could have published that as a separate part of yeah. the story. Yeah. You know? There's a graphic novel if you want to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, I don't easier to get. Through. I don't. Yeah, I don't mind the the the, the stories about the people sure. and 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 sure. their perceptions of what's happening. In fact, some of those are quite intense. You know, like what's it like to be hit by a cannonball and lay on your back looking at the sky? I mean, right. that's that's right. he's it's very it's very well done. Yeah. But I saw that on TikTok. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but but when he starts talking about ah, eh, historians don't know nothing about nothing. It's yeah. like oh, you know, they knew something about something. You know. <laughs> 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 oh. 
So you know, one of my favorite things now is the is the way that uh, astronomers describe the size of asteroids and meteors that are sure. that are heading toward Earth. Yeah, and I think it started when when somebody described one as. Uh, half the size of a giraffe. Oh, yeah. And then people started coming up with, like, goofy goofy right. descriptions. Twice of, the size of Trump's ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we'd be in big trouble. <laughs> Here's one. Here's one I saw this week. Tech, and, and I think everybody's competing now. because it's, yeah. it's Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. I, I can tell you from the inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. They are. <laughs> Texas struck by meteor the size of a thousand-pound corgi. <laughs> As they'd said in Ghostbusters, that's a big corgi. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Wow. Imagine you have a thousand pound corgi. Yeah, yeah, please do. (laughs) Oh, wow. I have a follow up chatbot story, by the way. Oh, Uh, good. This is uh, apparently, I I never thought about this. Uh, A recent uh, uh, survey. Of three science fiction magazines. There's still science fiction magazines out there. Really? They're called, uh, so the three magazines are Clark's World, the Magazine of Fantasy and Science Fiction, and Asimov's Science Fiction. Uh, they did uh, 12, there were 1,200, let's see, when was this, what was the period of time? Uh, let's see, I guess it was been in the last year. So there were 1,200 submissions, and they looked at what, uh, how many of them they did? Oh, they, yeah, yeah. How many of them were written by a machine? And they found out that about 500 of them, uh, 700 were legitimate sub- submissions, and the other 500 had been <laughs> submitted by, by people who wrote them on machines. And uh, it's interesting. This uh, one guy, the guy Neil Clark, who's the, as you might imagine, the editor for Clark's World, he said that um, you could kind of tell. He said um, he said there were certain traits in the documents, writing, and submission process. And uh, he said he didn't want to. He didn't want to, uh, you know, give away anything. But he said that uh, that writing is bad. But he said that it's bad in certain spectacular ways, and uh, primarily because again, just like with the the strange personalities that the uh, that these uh, you know these these robots have, that uh, that they're they're basically uh, they're they're dumping and pasting and so on in mm. ways that that is jarring and 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 problematic. Um. So he, he this week he wrote on Twitter that uh, uh, the submissions were largely driven by side hustle experts making claims of easy money with with Chat GPT. Um, it's not just going to go away on its own, and I don't have a solution. He wrote in his blog, Mr. Clark did. I'm tinkering with some, but this isn't a game of whack a mole that anyone can win. Wow. The best we can hope for is to bail enough water to stay afloat. Well, I have a I have a solution to that. What's that? Um, Let's let's go back about a hundred years. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. I mean, I, you're going to have to create, you know, tech deserts where basically the only way you're going to find out whether somebody can do X is by not allowing them to have access to to the hive mind. That will be the only way you can tell. So the more sophisticated we have and we are in terms of the machines that we create for ourselves, the uh, the more we have to basically create a a zone of no machines mm-hmm. in order for us to sure. show that it's a human doing it. Yeah. That's how you do anything online now. You have to jump through about 17 hoops to prove you're not a robot. You know, yeah. It's like, 
And some of those I can't do. It's like, you know. Because you are a robot. Well, <laughs> well, that might be part of it. <laughs> no, like all robots, well, you say have, you're not. They'll but. have like, like 70 pictures and say, you know, which one has a bicycle in it? And there'll be one with like just a little corner of a bike wheel or something. And it's like, you, you, it's like looking at the Zabruder film or something. <laughs> Well, because the machines have gotten so much better. So yeah. yeah. So, I want a quick look at the, the Mellon Floyd mailbag. Here. Okay. We've got a couple of things here. Um, our, our, our pal Mindless Minion D-Cubed yeah. <laughs> got some nice mail, some spam mail this week. Says he's not sure how he got on this mailing list, but uh, it's from the, the official N- NRSC award committee. They reviewed his donor file and determined that he... He deserves their prestigious Golden Eagle Award. Ah. And uh, all he has to do is, uh, it, it's it's the most exclusive award in the Republican Party. <laughs> and only patriots that fall in the 99th percentile of all America First supporters are eligible to receive this. And uh, so all you have to do is click on a button here to activate your 1,000% match, too. There's a match going with it. So just to contribute any amount before midnight to accept your Golden Eagle Award. Award and the golden screaming eagle, <laughs> the, the, golden, ah! the golden shower award. I think it's more like it. <laughs> uh, let's see, we got uh, got an email from Sean saying, Thank you for an especially entertaining show today. As I am currently recovering from receiving a shiny new hip, ah, oh, my ability to teeter over to the gadget and either mute or change the app was limited at best. So, <laughs> so normally he mutes us there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, thank you for not forcing me to launch my crutch at the Bluetooth speaker, <laughs> a la Sturgeon Spearing. <laughs> Mindless Minion number six. Thank you. Very Mindless nice. Minion six. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Kurt sent us an email about how the, <laughs> the Michigan Republican Party <laughs> met at a, at a place called the, like, their, um, Held their conference. I don't know. It wasn't their conference, but uh, but uh, a meeting at this uh, venue called the Nut House. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> truth in advertising. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, what else we got going? We got about uh, three minutes left here. So. I got a bunch of really bad news here at the end. I don't know. Oh, here's a. Let's see. I got a story from Columbus. It's Columbus, quick, Ohio? Yeah. Our nation's capital. A pizzeria in Columbus, Ohio is, uh, is uh, raising eyebrows after advertising uh, to, for a now hiring sign they put up. It says, now hiring non-stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're from Columbus. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 Let's see. Um, oh, Rolls Royce is doing really well. They're they're making tons of money. Their stock is way up. So. Really? Yeah. So, well, so all those billionaires <laughs> are paying off. <laughs> it's, it's trickling up. Yeah. There. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and sprinkling down. So. Oh. That uh, that little test that uh, that uh, doctors' offices like to give you for depression, like a little screening thing. It's like nine questions. Saying, yeah, I've are, seen that. Have you lost interest in life and yeah. things? Are you sleep not sleeping? That, sure. That you know who designed that? No, it was uh, a marketing guy from uh, one of the the big uh, pharma companies. That sells antidepressants. Are, are you breathing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're depressed. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't like the look on your face. 
Oh. Hey, we got some uh, we got some bleed through here. Yeah, hey, we got. It must be there's no. Uh, do we have no uh, no jaguar today. No jaguar. No jaguar. So who we have instead? I don't know. Who am I? Uh, the other Mr. S. Is that, is that you? Merle? Merle? Merle's here. You can call me Elmer when I host it. Elmer, that's right. You were Elmer, yeah. So. Merle is an anagram for Elmer. <laughs> that's great. You said you had a ficus name. I do. I have a ficus named Merle. That's right. I purposely named it a, a name that he could be... He gets you mixed up with the ficus all the time. My, the ficus is doing really well right now. I found it. You'd be happy to know. I found a different place for it in in the house that uh, it, it likes better. So it needs some light, but not too much light. And okay. I, I tried different locations. So it's it's quite nice. When a ficus is, uh, it looks like it's blooming. Then you know you're doing a good job. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Huh. So my my ficus is reproductively ready. So nice. Not that anything's gonna happen. <laughs> it's, it's, it's getting getting randy. It keeps yeah. telling me, ah, you're not really happy in your marriage. <laughs> <laughs> let's go out. Come on, let's go to the bar. <laughs> All right, time to declare the weekend. Enjoy your weekend. I think it's going to get warmer. I don't know. Yeah, that's, no, our, that's no. our weather <laughs> forecast from Helen <laughs> Floyd. Yeah. Our crack, crack meteorological so. team yeah, here. So, hey, Ruby's going to join us next week. So oh, excellent! Be fun. Yay! We on okay. for a while, so that'll be fun. So, anyway, stick around. Uh, the kiosk is next. After that, uh, Elmer with uh, who cooks for you? Or Merle? Or Merle? Or Mister? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mister S or whatever. <laughs> alias he's using today then uh, um, Amy Goodman Democracy Now Labor Radio Blues Cruise Friday on My Mind all kinds of great stuff here on your favorite radio station WRT Pants was great to see you as always thanks for listening everybody you are listening to WRT 89.9 FM Madison we'll talk at you next Friday bye bye